It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Ryan, a Coleman to his left. Ryan rolls. Ryan pumps. Ryan is throwing it up in the air. Incomplete! Incomplete! And Taylor for Jones. Incomplete! And the Eagles take over on downs with 58 seconds left. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Conversations episode. Is got a couple of treats here for you. We're going to sit down with Ray Bolden, who is a Stony Brook wide receiver, soon to be uh, going from college prospect to actual NFL player, who uh, gets involved in, in some meditation, and hopefully he can uh, bring that into the NFL. Clear eyes, full hearts, can win, never lose, uh, whatever our old logo was. I don't remember anymore because the Eagles are Super Bowl champions. We also are starting the very new, very brand new. Uh, is, if we're going to call it five minutes with Kabir until we can find uh, out something else because it's never going to be five minutes as you will uh, get from uh, our sit down from last week as well. Kabir Akhtar, who is the Emmy Award winning director and editor of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He also worked on... Uh, arrested development. He was at the uh, what was that the Trocadero uh, on the road with Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Plus, he's got some uh, more uh, exciting uh, shows coming up, as well as uh, if you are a Tool fan like I am, he's the guy that started Toolshed.down.net way, 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 way back in the day, and uh, that's something that we always get into. So maybe, maybe he's got some insight on the Tool records uh, themselves. Real quickly, because uh, I'm recording this uh, a little late. All of this was supposed to be a part of a really grandiose episode that me and BLG and James 
got finished recording about, I don't know, three hours ago, and then all of a sudden this very computer that I'm working on uh, crashed, ate my tape, so uh, I don't know. You tell me if you want the weirdest podcast ever where my voice is out of it, but they're t- they're t- both of them are still talking about stuff you can piece it together. It's there. It certainly is. I am. Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint everybody. Uh, uh, I have no idea how that happened. And we got Kapadiad. We got Kapadiad right uh, right before uh, the most important day of uh, the NFL offseason, which is the draft, which again is coming up uh, by the time you're probably listening tomorrow or uh, Thursday if you're getting the uh, the new uh, very very fresh version of this. So just a reminder: Chicky and Pete's in South Philly, right off of Packer Avenue. We will be there. Uh, we're going to probably show up about 6.30, and we're going to set up uh, all of our equipment, get some food, and and do all that 100% free to come down and hang out. There's no cover charge or anything like that. Just come and enjoy the atmosphere. Grab yourself some uh, booze, some crab fries, all of it, and we're going to be broadcasting about 7.30, 7.45 all the way through. Uh, hopefully until the, the Eagles pick, which it really isn't looking that way. I mean, the Eagles are are, are certainly, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I get the feeling, and, and trust me, we talked about it for at least 20 minutes. I don't think the Eagles are trading back, or excuse me, are, are picking at 32. I really don't. Unless Darius Geis is there, which will make all of us happy. But certainly it's going to be a great time. Plus, if you want to be on the podcast uh, I mean, it is five hours. There's a lot to fill in there. We want to get your opinions on everything that's going on. If the Giants take Saquon Barkley, uh, we want you to be there to, you know, enjoy the making fun of for a very long time. So uh, it's going to be an exciting night. We hope to uh, see everybody down there, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Chicken Pete South Philly on Thursday. Uh, we'll be there about 630. We'll kick things off at right around 730, 745. For all those that are outside there. Plus, uh, we'll be live on Facebook, Mixler, uh, all that fun stuff. So you can go uh, find us even if you're not coming down. Let's kick things off. Uh, we uh, th- This gentleman uh, came to us and, uh, again, just a another small school guy that has a really great story. And I got to tell you, just a clear mind, right? You don't often find too many football players that are just very open and have no issues with uh, you know, describing who they are, and I love that about our first guest. It's Ray Bolden from uh, Stony Brook University. We sat and talked to him uh, last week, and uh, we hope he lands on an NFL team really, really soon. And today we are uh, talking with Ray Bolden from Stony Brook. As uh, I believe you had some career highs, my friend, uh, this past season. Nine touchdowns, uh, over uh, 780 yards. Uh, 66 receptions. I would say that's a that's a pretty good last uh, collegiate uh, year there, my friend. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it was it was some marks. I, I definitely wanted to hit a little higher than that, but I mean, it was a pretty efficient year for me this year. And uh, I mean, most important part for me was the way we turned turned things around. You know, winning five games the last three years. You know, five games in a row, and that was it. This year we, we doubled that. Uh, made it to the playoffs for the first time being in this conference. So, I mean that you know that stuff definitely trumped individual things. And those uh, those dirty uh, dirty sons of bitches from uh, James James Madison, right? <laughs> they ruin everything. I hate it. But you guys, see, you're in, in that conference. Just for people who aren't familiar in the CAA, uh, like the Albany's your main rival, correct? Yes, sir. So uh, and uh, and you've had some pretty good games against them in your career, haven't you? 
Oh yeah, I, I rip Albany up every year, man. <laughs> that's 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 something I take personal for sure. I mean, being being from Texas, it was something I didn't really get, you know, at first. But uh, after that first year, I kind of understood why why things were were the way they were. So. I mean, it definitely was a game I started taking personal. So, yeah, and there's, uh, I mean, for here because you know we're covering the Eagles, we're a Philadelphia town, so you got Villanova in there, Delaware. I know a lot of people have gone around in there, so it's a pretty, pretty interesting conference uh, to kind of be a part of. And just looking at some of your game too, it, it, it really does seem like you can play in and out. And I know a lot of people that have watched your tape, they're NFL guys, like, oh, that's totally, totally a slot guy in the NFL. Do you feel comfortable? Playing either, playing both. Uh, where where do you like to be on the field? Um, I mean, my my biggest thing was I, I can definitely the transition from outside to inside isn't isn't hard for me. But you know, I don't think you can find many guys that could make the transition from going in to out. And you know, that was that was kind of something I took pride in. You know, I got to my junior college, and it was a a, a thing that my coach, you know, asked me, "Where would you be most comfortable? We want to get the ball in hands and." I've always felt like, you know, you, you line a guy up in front of me, I, I trust my feet enough. I'm not a big guy by any means, but, I mean, my feet, you know, and I, I try to perfect the craft. You know, I, it's something I really, really pay attention to at home. And, I mean, I, I think, you know, I've never played on the NFL level, obviously, but, I mean, I think with the correct coaching and things like that, I can I can transition and do the same thing as well. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely comfortable uh, being inside, but I, I think that I can do both, so. Well, that's uh, I mean, being able to go in and outside is is a good as versatile as possible. The NFL is always the way to go. So, and you said you you know you grew up in Texas and you're amongst the a lot of the Texas high school like culture or football culture that was down there. Uh, what was it like going from you know from Texas to Stony Brook? Because I figured that's a that's a little bit of a jump. Yeah, it definitely was, and um, the biggest transition was just getting used to it's life outside of football, you know, I don't think a lot of players, you know, going to college, you know, take that into account. Like, uh, what's my surroundings going to be like? What are the people like? And if you, you know, get smacked in the face and you're not comfortable where you are, then regardless of how good of a play you are, if you're not comfortable, he's going to show in the field. So, uh, my first semester, it took me some time to get acclimated to just the people, the weather was was <laughs> brutal. I had never seen snow. I never seen snow. I, I've never seen snow before in my life before I got here. I remember like my first spring practice. I'm looking up and it's just coming down. I'm like, yo, it's really like raining snow out here, like complete all. <laughs> so, and also I came in and I got uh, injured pretty quick. So, I mean, it, it was a tough transition, you know, trying to handle a true like, you know, Stony Brook academically is kind of tough. So. But I mean, once I got used to the people, you know, you I found the people I was, I was comfortable with. The staff was was perfect with you know trying to help me transition. And man, once I got comfortable, I kind of hit the ground running, and the rest is history. So now you're gonna stay in uh, Stony Brook for the rest of your life, right? You're gonna build a house and a nice family. Oh, just... <laughs> no chance, no chance. Long Island is not is not the place for me. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not the place for a lot of us. So we completely understand. Uh, and uh, like we like to do, we like to ask the most important questions, uh, you know, as NFL prospects come on. So the first hardest question that I have for you is, would you rather get in the octagon in the UFC for one round against one of the most elite uh, mixed martial artists, or would you rather go three rounds with a, with a, with a boxer at about the same level? 
I mean, I, I can I can go ahead and get knocked out real quick, right? Like I don't. I don't oh yeah, you can do whatever. It's just to, either one. Oh yeah, yeah I'll probably I'll probably uh, step in the, in, in the boxing ring so I don't have any uh, bones or ligaments flipped around the wrong way. So yeah, at least you know, you know that hit, the, the hands are only coming there, so you'll be okay, I guess. <laughs> exactly, I'll get hit and go ahead and, and, and lay down for my ten seconds. <laughs> I, see, I like your thinking. The, preserve it. It's a very, very smart football player right there. Uh, we also, I mean, what do, what do you listen to most of the time? What's on Spotify? What's on iTunes? What uh, What's going through your headphones most of the time? Like uh, top top three artists right now. Oh, man, I, that's why I try to talk. People ask me my game day playlist. I'm, I'm, I'm a real unorthodox dude. Like, when my teammates walk by, I nod my head real hard like I'm listening to some banger, but... I got I got the Adele in my headphones blasting, some Sam Smith, some Kanye, you know, nothing too 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 out of there. I'm a, I'm definitely like a more mellow guy. I don't get too hyped, so that's good. I man. definitely try to keep it calm. So is it just there's a fire starting to like you got that going and everybody's you know exactly oh, okay exactly. good I like that. See it's so funny because last week we were injury, uh, interviewing uh, McKay Murphy from uh, Weber State and he was saying the same thing. Oh yeah like, yeah yeah. He listens to the Beatles and and all this other like mellow stuff. Is that you think that's a growing trend now amongst football players? Because I know you guys aren't the only ones in this and and we have you know we've talked to a lot of Eagles players that kind of say the same thing and. Uh, maybe they just, what, what's the transition then from, you know, just what's your routine getting on the field? How do you get, how do you get ready, uh, when it is game day? Um, for me, I, I just, like I said, I've, I'm, I've never been the big hoorah guy. So I, you know, wake up, I like to read a bit. I just do anything possible just to keep my, keep my mind, you know, as, as lax as possible. And, my mental approach is I feel like that's the most important thing as, as a player. Like I, I like to, you know, separate myself and kind of just like get into my zone, visualize things that are going to happen. And by the time I get outside for, for, you know, for the walkthrough and things like that, like I pretty much seen everything I'm going to do. So, I mean, I, I honestly can say I have not been nervous for a football game since maybe the fourth game of the year, my sophomore year. You know, I just try to, and I try to help the younger guys to to kind of, you know, brush that off onto them. Like, there's no need for you to be, you know, nervous. Like, this is what you do. You take these reps throughout practice. And I tell them, like, the way I play the position, I act like I'm the only person on the field. I'm not going to let the person in front of me dictate how I run my route. I'm not going to let them dictate how I catch the ball. Once I catch the ball, and then we get going, you know. So, I just try to just. I have this uh I'm the only person out there type 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 of approach so which is a nice approach do you uh, do you do uh you meditate or anything like that at all oh definitely yeah that's 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 some i i kind of took up my my sophomore year so did that kind of help you also ease into transitions and getting used to things and just you know that finding that circle being yourself and just kind of yeah, visualizing exactly. everything right yeah yeah for sure my coaches that's something they 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 kind of took notice of. They realized that I was, you know, a uh, eccentric, you know, individual guy. I didn't really like roam with the crowd. Not to say I didn't enjoy the people I was around, but I definitely took the time out to, you know, be be with myself and try to get to know myself. Because I mean, I've, I've learned if you know you build that foundation that you need, regardless of the situation, good, bad, you know, you can't really be shook. So, do you think that's kind of accepted in most? football locker rooms at this point or is that still kind of looked as like ah that's that's kind of weird man 
or or oh, do, do you get people for that sure, do it all sure. the time? I think, I, I think, especially when when I first when I first you know kind of like started showing who I was and what I was about, like teammates called me the weirdo all the time. You know, they'll catch <laughs> me outside walking, walking or reading. But you know, my guys kind of you know accepted me and and, and kind of gotten used to it. And, I mean, I've I've even had some of my close friends that are my teammates kind of take take it up as well. So, I mean, I, I think it's something that I kind of tried to help resonate throughout the locker room, and I feel that it definitely helps some guys grow up, you know, and figure things out. And so, I mean, I I can't speak for other locker rooms. I don't know how that is, but I know here is definitely you know guys are more comfortable with being who they are, you know, saying what they believe, things like that. So. Which is great. I mean, uh, that's something that is uh, not definitely not in the old guard anymore. Which I think is a very very positive thing for the game and the people that are uh, continuing to play it there. Uh, and I guess back from just a, a football standpoint too, uh, I know it's tough coming from a small school, and especially with trying to get noticed and and showing that you do belong there. What what steps uh, are you taking or want to take, or is it just the tape that's going to explain? what your game is and, and what you're all about. Like, how are you uh, approaching this this draft now with, you know, there's always a, always a ton of wide receiver talent. There's It's it's hard to kind of get your name out there coming from Stony Brook. Uh, what's your mentality at this point? I mean, I, it, for me, it started early. You know, I started playing football at, at, at a later age. And, and more so it was I started playing ball just because, you know, I moved to Texas and it was it – was, uh, it was what you did, and and I noticed that. So I took the game up, and no one really like took me serious. You know what I'm saying? In high school, I was a five foot seven, hundred thirty, forty pound kid, and I, I more so took the game and started taking it serious because it, people were telling me what I could and couldn't do. You know, so become a starter there. People tell me I can't go, you know, and play college ball. I'm too small. I go junior college. People was like, I probably get some D two, D three offers. I excelled there, you know, all state, you know, junior college player. Uh, next thing you know, I got 10 plus offers from 1A schools, and then things happen with, with transcripts and things like that. So I've honest, like I've been in this position. This is this is me as a player. This is where I'm comfortable being. I'd rather not be the guy who, you know, people are speaking so highly of, and that's that's what things were turning into here, you know, on my level in this conference, like. You know, people were expecting me to come into the game and and do this. And this is the best receiver in this company. And that's not where I'm, I'm. I'm not comfortable being spoken. You know, highly of like I, I like being in the position I am right now. So, a little I chip mean, on, chip on me, your this, shoulder. This, 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 this is where I'm. This is where I'm comfortable, honestly. So, and I, and I mean that wholeheartedly. I mean, my my film speaks for itself. And I've been to the local days and 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 the pro day, and I've had coaches come up to me and tell me themselves like. The way you run routes, like that, that's gonna that's gonna be your stick, and I know that. And I've been out there with Penn State receivers, Temple receivers, and there's nothing they can do that I can't do. So well, that's awesome. That's great confidence to have of uh, of rolling right into your NFL career, and hopefully it's a, a a really big successful one, Ray. And we'll be all be rooting for you. And mainly, I guess because of that, I mean, I don't know if you've heard, but Philadelphia kind of had that underdog mentality going into the playoffs and the chip on the shoulder and we've been dealing a lot with that with the Sixers and a, and a whole bunch of places so trust me it does work uh is there any particular spot that I don't know you you would admire obviously just making an NFL team for for any player is really special what would it be like if you came into a Philadelphia locker room where it's established and 
you know, it's a Super Bowl champion. You've got a quarterback that wants to get back there because he wasn't part of the game. Like, what would that be like uh, as opposed to going to somewhere like the Arizona Cardinals? Would that make a difference for you uh, mentally? Oh, most definitely. And I mean, I like I know that I can't be a guy who's picky and, you know, I want to go here, I want to go there. But for me, tradition and culture and, and the direction of a team is that's special because at the end of the day, you know, I'm I'm an incoming rookie. I may not stick. I may not last. So this is my one opportunity to experience that, to experience the NFL locker room and things like that. So I would, I would want that to be somewhere that I genuinely enjoy, you know, the players, the people, the 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 city, and things like that. So, I mean, Philly, like you said, that's that's it's undeniable. They have that underdog mentality. They get they just get shit done. So, and I actually have a friend uh, from JMU, uh, Rashad, who's who's on who's on the roster right now. So, you know, I, I see the things he says, and he's definitely in, enjoying it from what it looks like for me. So, and is Rashad uh, giving you any advice on anything? I haven't. I honestly haven't talked to him much throughout the process. I've I've, I've had some friends that are in the league right now. I got a, a friend that's on the Chargers. You know, he started a couple of games as a rookie, and uh, a friend down in he also is a Charger, Kenneth Farrell, a running back. So they're just kind of you know walking me through the process, telling me how things are going to be. And honestly, the attention that I've I've been getting from from teams is not really what I was expecting. You know, it's I thought it was really going to be like a, a one team. You know, we'll will give you a chance at a rookie minicamp. But, I mean, I've, I've definitely gotten, you know, way more than what I expected. I mean, I, I think I'm in a good position. And, and once I get into camp and, you know, line up, I, like I always do, man, it's, it's going to be something that you just can't deny. So Awesome. Well, we look forward to it, man. We, uh, and if obviously if you don't land in Philadelphia, we, uh, we'll be rooting for you wherever you do land. And good luck to you the rest of the way, Ray. All right. I appreciate that. Fantastic kid! What a what a great time uh, just talking to him for a few minutes, and we're glad for his time. And uh, special thanks to Aaron, his agent, for setting all these uh, all these things up because it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun getting to know these guys. And we're gonna try and approach that next year too. Just let's just be loose with it. You know, I was talking to James the other day. We just need to be loose and and get into some great conversations, and hopefully those great conversations turn in to some good NFL career. So thank you to Ray. And uh, we're going to get to Kabir in just a second. I just want to remind everybody, too, that, listen, we are going to be traveling a lot this year, and we hope that you can travel right along with us. We're setting some things up with Fans of Philly. That's a P-H-A-N-S, fansofphilly.com, who are the world leaders, I'll call them, because I don't know anybody else that books trips like these guys do. And they are... For specialty events like uh, going to Tampa, like going to Tennessee, like going to New Orleans, and more than likely Los Angeles as well as we're grouping these things up. So those are the four away games for the Eagles season that we want to go to. And when you go to fansofphilly.com, they literally take care of everything. Like it's not trying to think of all right, I got to book a flight and then I got to get tickets and where we're gonna eat and all. It's it's a set it and forget it. That's what's great about uh, Joe who runs that stuff over there. I mean, we're talking about nonstop flights, four star hotels. Uh, we've got pregame stuff like that happens on Saturdays where we're all gonna get together and hang out, uh, drink and eat and and have a lot of fun tailgating the day of. Plus, we have a shuttle that takes us from the hotel to uh, the stadium itself. 
So wherever we're going, it's going to be a great time. And he sets these things up so beautifully. We hope you can come with us. So the the trips you can, definitely lay down some cash right now if you want to go. Tampa Week 2, fansofphilly.com. Use the promo code BGN. And that's just so we stay all together, really. Because uh, I, I definitely want to hang out with everybody. It's going to be so much fun this year because we're taking the podcast on the road. And that's the other great thing. We're going to be doing a podcast on Saturday night as well during the meeting and greeting and eating and drinking and whining and dining, all that fun stuff. So Tampa, Nashville, a week four is definitely happening. And then New Orleans and L.A. are the two that we're trying to nail down. But go to fansofphilly.com, promo code BGN. And uh, you can uh, you can join us on the trips this year. It's going to be so, so, so much fun. Speaking of taking trips, let's take a trip right now to Kabir Akhtar, who is uh, going to be a, a part of our uh, BGN programming for the entire year and maybe even just forever. I don't think I w- ever want to let him go. Um, he's such a great guy. He's uh, on his way to being one of the most famous people in Hollywood and for some reason, he really likes us, and we're happy to have him. Here's uh, me and Kabir uh, chatting it up about the schedule and a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, making uh, not his debut, but his return to the Almighty BGN Radio podcast, and this is, this is something you're going to have to get used to. I'm excited. I hope he's excited. It's the one and the only. You know him best from Arrested Development. You know him best from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and our own Matt Daring saw him live sing at the TLA the Eagles fight song, and much more. I know him best because, and as you should too, too I see as a Freudian slip there, uh, because uh, toolshed.down.net was my life forever, and we've come full circle now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's five minutes with Kabir Akhtar. Kabir, what's happening, buddy? What is up, dude? Uh, what an awesome introduction. That was like, <laughs> did you write that or did you just wing that? No, that was totally, I was just right off the top of my head there. Man, that's tough. If I had to come up with one for you off the top of my head, I, I, I can only hope it would make any sense. <laughs> I, I hope that made sense. We'll have to listen to it on the playback there. But, like, uh, <laughs> you have, uh, you've had a pretty crazy year, my friend. I mean, you're going from you, – first of all, congratulations on getting season four of Crazy oh, Ex-Girlfriend in order. And then you have a new project coming out on HBO. Is that right? Yeah, I'm going to be cutting a few episodes of a new show uh, that HBO is doing that Lena Dunham is producing. As you start work on – Monday, a show called Camping um, that I'm pretty excited about because I mean, <laughs> what I meant, I'd never worked with these guys before, and I went and had a you know meeting with them, and they were like super nice, super cool, and just sounded like just really smart and you know the kind of people you hope to work with. Um, yeah, I'm stoked. You know, now we just got to actually go make a good show. Yes, and uh, speaking of making a good show, you know, there's it looks like the Eagles are going to be back in L.A. this year, and uh, the the schedules. I mean, we're recording this the day before the schedule comes out, but one, I'm assuming you're going to be there again this year. And, oh yeah, and also just like what are uh, what are you looking forward on the schedule? Like, is that going to be another marquee matchup for you? Like, oh my God, I got to make sure to watch the Rams game or. You know, whatever. I know they're Tennessee and New Orleans. The Vikings look like they're going to be in the home opener. Is there anyone in particular you're looking forward to the most? Man, I'll tell you what. I think that I'm curious to see if the Rams are actually as dream teamy as they look like they are. Um, you know, I, I guess that they've picked up basically everybody they could, and they're clearly trying to go all in as fast as they can. And I think a lot of that really has to do with ticket sales here and trying to, you know, get people interested in the team that, you know, because they've only been here for a couple of years. Um, yeah, what, actually, what is, what's the vibe like there? I mean, does anybody really give a shit about the Rams yet? You know, I don't, I don't think that there really is. You know, I mean, you're talking about a team that has – the team wasn't here for a whole generation, 
like 20 plus years, there was no football team in LA. So like, it's not like in Philly where we all grow up, like just being, you know, just being part of the Eagles family. Like it's a very different situation. I, you know, uh, and what was the vibe like last year? Like, I know a lot of people talked about it and it certainly seemed like a takeover. We heard everybody there. Like, was there, did you interact with any Rams fans that were there at the game? <laughs> yeah. Well, so last year was great because I got to go to the Eagles at Chargers game. And oh, it was Chargers. Gotcha. Oh, you got to go to both. That's, yeah, fantastic. You got to go to both, which is great. I was like, if we're here playing here twice, I'm definitely going to go. And, I mean, the Chargers game, you know, they played at a little bitty stadium. Like, there are no, there are no Los Angeles Chargers fans because all the Chargers fans are from San Diego and they're either pissed that their team's gone or they're just not going to come all the way up here. I mean, it was, it was seriously like 95-plus percent Eagles fans at that stadium. So- um and then at the Rams game, it was like a good. It felt like a good kind of fifty-fifty split. There were tons of Eagle fans, and I think a lot of the Rams fans are people who, you know, are trying to get back into it. And maybe you know, a lot of older people I saw who had had the Rams here, you know, back in the eighties and nineties. Um, but it, it, you know, were there Jim Everett like, oh, shirts? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. a lot of Ernest, Ernest Dickerson. Okay, um, yeah. But also, like you know, people here have USC and UCLA are kind of the big football tickets here. So, so I really think that they're trying very hard. Like I was thinking about the Rams, I think they're trying really hard to get people to come to these games. Oh, I mean, yeah. interacting with Rams fans at the stadium after that game was like, and you remember that game was back and forth the whole way. Um, but they were, you know, I think they were only emboldened while they were winning. Um, and obviously it sucked that, you know, Wentz got hurt at that game. So of course. I was oh. just thinking about that this morning. I was like, I wonder, you know, Wentz is going to walk back into that stadium, you know, at some point this fall. And uh, what's that going to be like for him? Oh, like, yeah, can you, can, I know. Can you hear all the storylines again? Or just like, you know, what if he gets back there? Or like, that's that's the most interesting part for me is where is that gonna, game going to end up on the schedule? I would imagine it's going to be early because people want to see that. You know, some sometime before week eight, there's going to be Eagles-Rams to keep everybody interested because who knows what's going to happen really with either team. And I don't know if you saw this, man. Did you see how jacked Carson Wentz was at his press conference yesterday? I did. My goodness. I did. I what's like, he been yep, doing? Cool. <laughs> well, I think what that is is like, I, it's like, hey, I, uh, I don't have any – I can't actually be out, you know, running like full speed and cutting and throwing the full time. So I'm just in the weight room <laughs> working out for months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's. What am I gonna do? Just, uh, yeah, exactly. Just eat, uh, eat a lot of, eat a lot of elk, uh, which I assume is what's in his fridge at all time, or deer, or some. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he gets that shipped in from North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Like they got, they got websites for everything now. Can you even hunt uh, on a on a busted ACL and having no IT bin? I mean, I don't know. But oh, that's a, well, yeah. I don't think you. I don't think there's a lot of cutting and like planting. You know, you just gotta like go. You can go straight, straight line, really slow. Yeah, exactly. So you know, he's. Do you think the marriage is gonna throw things off? You know, he's preparing for a wedding. We found that out uh, yesterday, too. So there's a, a, lot of, a lot of plans on that. You think that's going to be a factor? You know, somehow I feel like somehow I feel like he probably is not doing a lot of planning himself. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out yeah, there. Yeah, I imagine that's it true, too. Like that's, it's probably not what's happening. But, I mean, like, that game I – w- see, I would think – I think you're right. I think that they put that game in the first half of the season um, because keep interest up for sure. Uh, and you're going to have a lot of like fun division games down at the end. But also, you know, you could you could make an argument for putting it down at the end of the season because that could potentially be you know you're going to project that as one of your like NFC defining games. Oh, for sure, yeah. And that's like, you know, I think that's that's Sunday night football worthy at a minimum. It's the the late game, you know, with with Buck and Aikman and all that stuff too. So it should be that's the one I'm looking forward to as far in terms of like placement. I'm not sure if that's going to be like 
the game. But surely I'd like to see Sean McVay like just keep getting, you know, ever since the, the Coach of the Year award, just have him uh, be embarrassed every time by Doug Peterson. That's fine. Oh, yeah, him. for sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Obviously, like, you know, I wanted I wanted Doug to have the Coach of the Year award, but, I mean, look what he got instead. And I was like, that I think that just speaks volumes. That's It's such it's such a middle finger to the people that make those decisions. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I think, look, we're all used to just being doubted and being like, yeah, you might be good, maybe, but we're going to go with this other guy, you know? And, like, what a great feeling. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I, Cause I, you know, you know he's just chilling there in South Jersey being like, yeah, fuck you, Coach of the Year people. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and really, fuck us, too. I mean, like, you know, there was a, a – not everybody, but I'm, I won't name names. James Seltzer was, was one of the biggest, <laughs> like, doubters for a long time. And, you know, people wanted him fired. Like, there's, there's, a, there's a definitely – like, Doug has earned a fuck you tour, and I hope that's, that's kind of a part of it uh, throughout the rest of this thing. Um, and – I, and have you been paying attention? Are you, I don't know if you're uh, are you a college football guy, you draft guy at all. You're looking at you know prospects or anything like that. No, you know this. I feel like is the only time of the year that I can sort of disconnect from the NFL a bit. People are always like, "There's a lot of mock drafts and all this," and I'm like, "There's just too many variables for me to be paying close attention." <laughs> you know, like I will definitely be watching the draft, and like I, I don't know, man. I'm expecting us to trade back out of the first round. I, as much yeah. fun as it would be to be like you know Super Bowl champion, you know, in picking in Dallas on day one. I feel like I can totally see a situation where we trade back to pick up some more picks. Yeah, for for sure. And like, is I and not even like a a, a person. Or is there any particular like position or I, forget the draft for a second? What's going to make this team go back to the Super Bowl in your mind? You know, I think that you look at. Um, I think you got to look at the offensive line. I think that you know, if we're bringing, you know, assuming we're bringing back JP, you got to. I think now is the time. If if the right player is available to pick up somebody to start building for the future, you know, because Jason Peters is not going to be around forever. And, you know, Vitae, I thought was really good. We stopped noticing him and then they played, you know, in the Super Bowl. Great. I mean, but I, I think that that's a place you can't have enough. You can't have enough good talent at. Yeah. Um, and, and linebacker, because I mean, is Hicks going to stay healthy? Big question mark. Yeah. It's huge. And uh, he's, you can tell that's, that's bothered him too, man. I mean, there's just I, the, oh, yeah. the thing I like the most in what we learned yesterday about everybody talking for the first time is most of the guys that were out there besides, you know, uh, Malcolm and Ertz. And that's, I guess, like half of the room that we, we talked to yesterday. Right. But uh, they're pissed. Like, you can just almost feel it in their bones. Uh, somebody actually, you know, came out and said, are you a little jealous to Carson Wentz yeah, yesterday? Right. And I you're like... That. You know, fuck. He really wanted to say, "Fuck yes, I am." Are you kidding me? Like, absolutely. I want to go out there and I want to rip everybody's heads off. So, I, I think that's well, somebody, enough on its own. Somebody asked a question to Wentz at that press conference that I thought was like insane, and I get it. Media questions, but the question was like, "Yo, so Carson, this year, are you gonna? Are you looking at this as trying to get your first Super Bowl ring, or is it your second? <laughs> hey, Kabir, Kabir, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> was it? What a dick. It was totally me. I wanted to see the reaction. I wanted to see where are you at mentally. Plus, we were trying to solve a bet. So personally, there was some things in there. But yeah, that was me. I asked that question, dude. I was just like, I was watching that, and I was like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> Everybody obviously, did. he's going for a second. Yeah, we were eleven and we were eleven and two with him. I mean, like you know, thirteen weeks into the season. Listen, I know, I know that. I understand that there are some people on this podcast that don't get that. So I'm just trying to see where he was. <laughs> mentally and that was definitely a me question so uh, you have every right yeah to go to I guess he looked real unhappy about that question yeah yeah but that was good <laughs> I loved seeing that response I go uh well we're going for our second Super Bowl here so you know what's yeah the deal? yeah 
That's that's exactly what I wanted to see. It was the, it was more importantly that was the purpose of the question, and also to settle <laughs> a bit. But yeah, for sure. Well, you don't have to defend it to me. I appreciate that you have a point of view. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also no, like, no. But I'm now like, that you know, I asked that your your tone definitely changed. You went, oh, oh, uh, no, that wasn't dumb at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's I still think it's ridiculous. It is. It <laughs> but is. I'm like, yeah. you know, it's it's the difference between like when a, when someone you don't know does something stupid and when someone that you're friends with does something stupid. You know, when you're someone, when your friend does something stupid, you're going to call them out kind of even harder. Yes. <laughs> well, like, don't ask questions like that. Yeah, don't don't get in his head. That was nice, you know, but don't do that of, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It's like it's all right. That's a good experiment. <laughs> uh, I want questions about. I want. I want. I want questions to Wentz about like what position does he think the team needs help at? You know. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I there's there's a part of me that. And, I, and trust me, I did try to get in there to ask that. It's just, you know, it's hot and sweaty, and there's like 400 people in that little tiny press room that's going on there. So it was a little room, yeah. But um, I do, that's why I kind of believe in – and look, the Eagles are, are looking at a ton of different running backs in this draft. I think they, there's a good possibility that they could take one at 32. Just like you said, I think they can go back. I think that's what's going to help out Carson the most, especially coming back off of, a, of an ACL injury where you need a little protection, you know. Uh, 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 Darius Geis, uh, uh, speaking of USC, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Mr. Jones uh, can can fill that role. Uh, you know, Chubb. There's a whole bunch of other guys, and they've certainly been looking at him. That's that's what I think helps Wentz and also gets them back to the Super Bowl. See, that's pretty interesting. I wonder. I would. I will totally make you a one dollar bet. I will bet you that we trade back. Oh yeah, I I think that there will be a trade back. I still think they can scoop one of those guys in the process, and then you know, my my dream is that. Lamar Jackson is still there at 32, and there's just a flurry of like, okay, we will overpay to go get that spot. Because I think that is right. And if it's, it's the right guy, for sure. Yeah. If it's the right guy, you know? Yeah. Um, because I don't, I don't see a lot of areas that we have a lot of trouble right now, you know? Obviously, you know, coming off a Super Bowl win, it's a lot easier to say that than in a, than a typical year. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, um, I mean, more importantly, I, you know, I, I started this thing by saying five minutes with Kabir. It's never going to be five minutes cause we could go on forever, but, uh, yeah, I, my, uh, my superpower is talking. It is, so. it is. And then we, that's why, that's why you're here. So Kabir's going to be with us throughout the entire season. We're going to have a lot of fun doing it. More importantly, you know what I'm going to ask? When's the, t- mm. when's the tool record dropping? <laughs> Look, it sure looks like it's happening. I mean, at the pace they're going, it might even be. You know, it could. It sounds like it's going to be in the next twelve months. But I mean, you know, I keep saying, man, I'm like that. Led Zeppelin put out all their records in the what twelve years? They did. Um, and that's about how long it's been. Okay. That's actually. It's just. It's almost exactly how long it's been yeah. since their last record. I remember twelve years of. It had. It came out on my birthday, and I remember going to. And this is this is how I know it's old. I went to Tower Records because I was in L.A. Yeah. And I bought the. I bought it at midnight because they did midnight sales at Tower Records, and I sat there and I listened to that whole damn thing front to back like three times before going to bed, and I was a lot younger. So I'm I'm dying. No, we're all I think dying. we all were. That's, I mean, I listened to it on a CD. I was actually with Maynard at the time. Um, before no it came big out, deal. he played it for me. Jesus Christ, how cool is your life? Seriously. Yeah, you know, it's weird. I'm always looking around. I'm like, my life got really weird at some point. I'm not really exactly sure when or what, but, like, sometimes I say these things, and I'm just like, people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I know. I, it's weird. Like, I'm not – I haven't lost touch with the fact that it's super weird. <laughs> but it's awesome. Like um, like I said before, yeah, this we, is crazy. Like, grew up, uh, grew up in Philadelphia, bounced around, started one of the biggest – 
you know, two websites in the world, became an Emmy uh, winning, you know, editor and director. And, and now your career's flying high, man. It's, it's awesome to see. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, uh, my girlfriend was saying, she's like, you're on an amazing tear the last few years, including, especially she said this to me after the Super Bowl win that night. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, this just proves it. Like, this is the thing I wanted more. Even people from work were like, they were like, you know, that's, oh, they all know what a big Eagles fan I was. They were all like, oh, my God, congrats. Like, how big? But seriously, which is better, the Emmy win or the Super Bowl win? I'm like, guys, like, there's no question. The personal victory of winning the Super Bowl is the thing that matters to me. Absolutely it is. Yeah, it, as it comes down to everybody. I mean, we were all, what is it, Carl Lowry, I think, was, was, was crying about it. You know, like, I'm sure that was a yeah. much bigger deal to him than this current series that he's in right now. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see. But uh, regardless, you can follow Kabir on the Twitter.com uh, just the same way, at Kabir Akhtar. And we appreciate the time, my friend. Good luck with everything. All right, bro. Talk to you soon. All right, kids, it's going to do it. Thanks again to Kabir and to Ray for joining us right here on BGN Radio. You better get your ass ready for uh, some uh, long time. Long time? <laughs> what, do we love you long time draft coverage? Is that how we're going to end this thing? I guess we are. Get ready for a lot of draft coverage coming Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Like we said, Chicken Pete, South Philly. Join us at uh, really anytime between 630 and 730. And then, uh, you know, come on the podcast, react along with us, and let's celebrate the season, too. I mean, let's celebrate that the Eagles are still Super Bowl champions, and for the first time in NFL history, uh, or franchise history, the Eagles are picking at 32, and that is fucking amazing. want to thank each and every one of you. Uh, the iTunes reviews are doing great. Follow us on Twitter at BGN underscore radio. You can find me there, too, at John Barchard. And, of course... We've got a lot of Patreon stuff coming out. Uh, actually, Vince Quinn just dropped uh, his BGN NFL. You want to get on top of that? Benjamin Solak and his breakdowns behind the curtain are up there. We've got the transitioning of the beast where I'm going to cover the NFC East. And uh, we'll have a new episode of that coming out on Monday or Sunday after the uh, the draft is settled in, along with Eagle After Dark as well. Patreon.com slash BGN Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Two BGN Radio conversations right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. We'll see you guys. Stretch your hand and I'ma chop it off. I dare you ask for a favor from your boss's boss. Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles, white wine sauce. Rwanda and Ross, reload the Nina Ross. Settle metal when I'm focused on the green Dinero. Hocus Pocus, Gucci Lopez, cake with bacon soda. Cake for soldiers moving weight from Maine to Nova Scotia. Bang revolvers, problem solvers, that and pain the mothers. Lost a child, clips from play when they hear the loud. Nightmares, walking dead cause they sleep again. You either sheep or shit, be scared and cut the pieces. I lost for custom coops with the honey mustard.